Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 391. How are you doing, everybody? How are you doing? Folks, I want to get right into it. Get right to what I wanted to talk about and realize that right now, if you look at the news, social media, walk out your door, you got to realize that things are tense and uncomfortable because there's a big breakup happening. We are in the middle of a huge divorce in this country, a huge divorce. And I'm going to have to tell you a couple of stories so you understand where I'm coming from, because when there's a breakup, Sometimes the people that you think aren't what they, you think they're not bad when you're with them, you think they're not capable of certain things. And all of a sudden the breakup happens and oh my goodness, some kind of evil comes out of them that you didn't know was there. Some kind of meanness comes out of them that you didn't know was there. And I want to talk about that with you right now. We are in the middle of a divorce in this country and I will explain what I'm talking about right now. It's story time. It was a long time ago, my friends. I was a young man. I was dating a young lady, very, very lovely young sister, right? And the Instagram didn't exist at that particular time. But if Instagram did exist back then, she would have fit in per- perfectly with the people you see as Instagram models right now. That's what she was physically like. And that's what attracted to me from across the room. But that's not what made her the person I wanted to be in a relationship with. As it turns out, she was a wonderful human being in addition to looking like that. And looking like that is is cool, but that's not enough to build a relationship. It was just a nice little thing that was along with her being what I considered to be at the time a wonderful human being. And we had a great time together. We enjoyed each other's company. And I knew that other guys were taking shots at her. You know, and I wasn't uncomfortable. I'm not an insecure person, but also I'm also a professional comedian. I stand on stage in front of large numbers of people. So, of course, after the shows, women will take shots at me. And she didn't. She knew me well enough to know that I'm not the type of guy that ever cheated. I'm 51 years old now and I still have never cheated on anyone. So obviously I didn't cheat on anyone back then as well. Not my style. I'm the type of person I used to have a conversation with women I was getting into a serious relationship with. And I would say to them, listen, you know me well enough to know that when I give my word, I keep it. When I say I give my word on something, it's rock solid. And I'm telling you right now, we're getting serious here. I will never cheat on you under any circumstances. I need to know that you won't do that to me. It's important. I give you my word that I won't. And if something happened where I didn't feel like I wanted to be with you for whatever reason, and I don't foresee that to happen, I would show you the respect of breaking up with you long before I even thought about being with anyone else. And I would hope if you don't want to be with anymore, you will come to me and talk to me with respect and say it's not working out. And then maybe you would break up with me before you got into anything with anyone else. Right. And they've all said yes. And all but a couple have stuck to that. And I respect as far as I know anyway. And I respected them for that. Right. Unfortunately, this was one of the ones that was not like that. Now, as far as I was concerned for my end, I thought everything was fantastic. We had a great time together. You know, we enjoyed each other's company. Everything was going great. And when it came time for the intimate parts of our life, that was fantastic, too. Right. We even had a running joke when I came up with a term for what happened in our intimate life. I used to call 
Well, I'll put it this way. When we completed uh, our physical expressions of love with each other, she would do what I used to, I used to tease her and go, man, you flipping around like a goldfish over there. Because after we had completed said intimate activities, you know, you see a goldfish when it jumps out of like if it jumps out of a tank and it's on the ground and it's flipping around like, like crazy. Well, after we would be together like that, she would be like that for like five, ten minutes afterwards. And I thought that was you know, I, I mean, you know, you're a, you're a young guy. So you're like, yeah, look what I did. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, she was JBing me also. And when I say JBing me, I mean, you know, when James Brown, you ever seen James Brown dance and he does that sh- foot shuffle thing on the ground called the mashed potato? Well, she JB'd me while I was goldfishing her, if you understand what I'm saying, right? So she would laugh at me because I would be JBing, but I laughed at her because her, she would goldfish way longer than I JB. So it became a running joke between the two of us, right? We'd be out and then going out on a, on a dinner date or something like that. And she, we were together for a long enough time where she knew what dresses I thought made her look even better than she normally would look in the first place. And she only wore those dresses to it. I mean, every time if she wore one of those dresses, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt when we left whatever thing we were doing, whatever party we were going to, whatever show we were going to, whatever kind of outside activity we were going to, if she wore that dress, I knew the evening would end with some gold fishing and some JBing, and I knew it. That's how we well we knew each other. And of course, as a guy, I would wear certain outfits that let her know that when we came back, I was going to be available to her. It's called anything I wore ever. Well, because I'm a dude and I'm always ready to get it on. <laughs> Don't judge me, f y'all. Back to what I was saying. So every part of our relationship was fantastic, or so I thought. Unbeknownst to me, when I was going out of town doing some gigs or working late and, and, and doing comedy and 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 turning down women who were flirting with me because they saw me on stage and all that kind of stuff, she ran into somebody else, somebody else who had a lot of money, and he saw the woman that I was with. She didn't acknowledge that she had a boyfriend because, well, he had money, and while I was away, the cat did play. Or rather, she let this guy play with her cat. And by cat, I mean her vagina. She was having sex with him on the side. Now, up until that point, I had no reason to doubt this lady. There was no reason for me to think about doubting her. So I didn't. But eventually, as I was around town a little bit more, and I know a lot of people, I had was given some evidence to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that she was giving something to this guy that was only supposed to be for me because we were in a relationship. And I called her on it. And I wanted her to tell me the truth, because at that time I would have said, listen, OK, that's your freebie. All right. Don't ever do it again or we're done. I, I was thinking along that line. She just said, you know, I did it. I'm sorry. You know, that. <sighs> but she denied it. And then I gave her the evidence that I had. And all of a sudden I saw a different side of her because I told her, listen, you lied to me. You did this. Here's the evidence. I can't be with you anymore. I told you we had this agreement. Like I said, if you didn't want to be with me anymore, you could have just gone with that guy. I, you know, and just broke up with me. You didn't even need to tell me about that guy. You could have gone off and done what you wanted to do, but you had to play me. You could have exposed me to diseases. I didn't expose you to diseases because with I always wore protection. I said, okay, we'll think about this. I first of all, I appreciate that, and yes, I did have myself checked, and I know I'm clean. But here's the other thing: at any point in time. Even up until the point where you, you use protection, you had enough forethought, forethought to protect yourself from diseases and to protect yourself 
from anything uh, of getting pregnant, but you didn't think of protecting the relationship or my feelings. You didn't think about that. And now all of a sudden, instead of feeling guilty and trying to get me back, she started to get a little angry and she started to get a little mean and she was way meaner than I thought she was ever capable of being. You see, a breakup will bring out the meanness in somebody will bring out the meanness. And she was saying things that she thought were complimentary. She started to rattle off all my positive attributes. She started to get into the sex stuff. Well, he can't goldfish me like you do, but you know, I mean, but it's just that it, it, it and under normal circumstances, when a woman says she can, he can't goldfish me like you do. She's usually talking about someone that she was with before and trying to reassure you that she won't go back to that guy. But she was talking about someone she was actively getting it on with. And she didn't realize by telling me that I was goldfishing her and that as many times as they did it, he couldn't do that. She was literally just saying we did a whole bunch of times and I'm doing the math and I'm realizing he's having sex with my girlfriend four times as many times as I'm having sex because I'm out working and because this guy is independently wealthy and he's an older guy and he's got a he can just show up jump on top of it enjoy her body and get the step in and buy her a couple of things which mean absolutely nothing to him because of the amount of money this guy had and I told her I don't want to see you anymore and then she started being mean and there was no reason to be mean. I'm the one that got cheated on. Maybe I should be mean. But she was mean. Breakups and divorces bring out the meanness in people. You see it in the newspaper all the time, don't you? Right? Husband decides he doesn't want to be with his wife anymore. He finds out she's cheating and all of a sudden he cuts the brakes to her car. He's never even punched a person in the face. And now all of a sudden he's cutting the brakes to a car, maybe killing her, maybe killing other people. Oh, that divorce brought out the meanness, the meanness in this guy. Some lady doesn't want to be with a guy anymore and all of a sudden she's pissed off at him and then what she started doing, she started putting antifreeze into his damn cupcakes and rat poison in his food and almost kills him or maybe kills him, right? She never even thought about hurting another person. This is the kind of lady that would catch a spider, catch it on a piece of cardboard, walk outside and shake it gently into a bush or gently on the ground because she preserves life. Life is so good. I love life. I love life. She's got books on the Buddha and all of that kind of stuff and Taoism, all those things on the shelf. But when it comes to him and he doesn't want to be with her anymore or he cheated all of a sudden, she's like, Dao, Shmau, Buddha, Shmuda, kill him. Kill that bastard. Kill him, kill him, kill him. She's on the internet looking up stuff. How to kill a dude and make it hurt extra bad. What the hell? Right? Why divorce and breakups bring out the meanness in people. And as I said, when I started, we're the part of a divorce right now. The country is going through another divorce. This country has gone through a few divorces, if you really think about it. Right. They were people in this country who wanted to keep slaves and people who thought, no, don't think you should own people. And they had a divorce. And what was at stake? The soul of the country of America. And what happened? They have a civil war. Kill a whole bunch of people. Kill a bunch of people. There was a divorce. The country was trying to divorce slavery. And they did. And some time passed. And they had to divorce Jim Crow and they had a divorce and all of the big, these horrible things happen and they wanted to divorce and the civil rights movement comes along and the country tries to divorce, uh, not being able to go to lunch counters, not having equal opportunities. The country tried to divorce that they had a 
basically a civil war, less of a less of a bloody one than the original one. But there was a civil war. Anytime this comes up, there was a battle for the soul of America. Right. All of a sudden you had a country that I think black people should be treated like crap. You know what? I don't think so. And they have a war. And what happens? It gets a little bit better, but it's still bad. But when you go on the Internet right now, what do you see? Karen's gone wild. You see people doing racial epithets. You see people putting paint over Black Lives Matter signs. You see all these ridiculous things that weren't happening. They were happening before. But let's be honest, because of who we put at the top of the country, they've been ratcheted up again. You turn on the news right now, you look on the Internet and the only difference between what you saw and eyes on the prize, a documentary about the civil rights era and what's going on right now is because the film stock is better. If you took the same stuff that's happening on the Internet right now, the way people are being treated, the way people of color are being treated and all of these things, and you change the film stock and make it look like grainy black and white photos and black and white video and you stuck it in the middle of the eyes on the prize video, people wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But there's a movement going on right now. And people are kind of waking up a little bit more. They saw what happened to George Floyd. And what happened was all the oily rags of bigotry and hatred were piling up in the basement, piling up. We knew they were there. We could smell the fumes and we tried to warn people. Hey, guys, we got to clean up these dirty rags, the rags of police brutality, the rags of redlining, the rags of bigotry, the rags, all these oily rags that are building up in the basement. Everybody knows they were there and the people living closest to them, the people living the closest to them were trying to tell you something was going wrong here, guys. We got to clean these rags up and nobody paid attention or people went, ah, it's not that bad, right? And then a police officer kneels on a man's neck till he dies, calls for his mother, passes out, dies. You can dig into his past. It really, I mean, none of that really matters when it comes to a specific action. If I was a bank robber last week, right, but I'm walking down the street and you run up on me and you shoot me based on the fact that I'm a specific color and it had nothing to do with the bank robbery, you're wrong. We're talking about this particular moment. And in this particular moment, you don't put your knee on somebody's neck. You don't put somebody in a chokehold because of selling cigarettes. You don't do these things. You don't shoot somebody when their hands are up. You don't do it. You don't fire on somebody because they're sitting in their car with their woman and a baby. And he says, I am licensed to carry and I have my permit. And you freak out and you shoot him anyway. You just don't do it. It's not a murder sentence to come home with a, with a bag of Skittles and some iced tea. All these oily rags were just put down, put down. And finally, with George Floyd being killed in front of us, a match was lit. And keep in mind, when those oily rags were sitting there that whole time, it wasn't just the oily rags. It was the buildup of the fumes. And that's why you had the explosion that you had. And when you watch people now on TV being ridiculously mean, all the dog whistles that are ratcheting up. You can see what's happening. There's a divorce going on right now. And the Americans, the American citizens are trying to divorce from racism. And just like the other divorces, it's going to take a long time. In fact, I don't even necessarily think that we're going to be able to be completely divorced from racism. It's so ingrained. But what we can do 
what we can do is something very simple. Like I said, we're battling for the soul of America and the soul of America is the baby. Right. And we have one parent that doesn't like racism and we got another parent that's either cool with it or loves it. And unfortunately, they have to get visitation rights with the baby. But what they're going to get is supervised visitation was with the baby. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, there's always going to be racists here, but right now they're acting really, really racist and nothing is happening to the majority of them. But we're starting to see these people act like racists on video, act like racists on video. And then they're found out and all of a sudden people are losing their jobs. People are losing respect. People are losing their apartments. People are losing things that are important to them. We keep doing things like that. I'm not saying you got to attack everybody, but if you keep letting people know that by doing racist, horrible, insensitive, bigoted things to try to ruin another person's life, like calling the police on someone who's not doing anything wrong, knowing what the situation could turn into. When people like that realize there are consequences to their actions and the majority of the people and the laws that should be put into place punish them for doing those things, they'll want to do them. But they know they better not. If you know you're going to get in trouble for calling the police on a guy for walking his dog or for watching birds and you know damn well he didn't do anything and all of a sudden you get in trouble and it becomes well known you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to make that 911 call. You're going to go about your business and mind your damn business. When you know you're going to get in trouble for harassing people, driving your car at people just because they don't look like you and you go to jail and you get fined and you have to deal with consequences. All of a sudden, you're going to start realizing I don't want to do I want to, but I'm not going to. If you're wearing a badge and you're doing bad things to people, you're choking people that shouldn't be choked, shooting people that shouldn't be shot. And all of a sudden you lose your job and go to jail and lose the ability to go to another jurisdiction and have that same job again. Oh, you're going to stop that. When you overhaul the criminal justice system and all of a sudden everybody gets treated fairly. What happens? You have an amicable divorce from racism of some, you know, some of it anyway. Can't change people's hearts and minds. Right. You can have a bad parent. Get supervised visitation. You get to kick it with the kid, but we're watching you. You're not going to get to hurt the baby. You're not going to get you're not going to be able to do all of these horrible things. So that's what you're watching right now. You're watching the country try to divorce racism. Don't think it's going to happen quickly. You know better than that. Change doesn't change doesn't happen quickly. You can't even change your baby quickly. You can't change your shoes quickly. It takes a couple minutes because you got to put foot powder in because your feet stink. Not mine, yours. <laughs> F y'all. So what I'm saying right now is we're in the, the beginnings of the divorce phase again. America always has to divorce a negative attribute. It takes a long time. There's always residual crap left over. There are always nutcases and assholes that just want to hold on. But the divorce has started. And just like when you're divorcing a spouse that sucks, do not under any circumstances let them back into your life. Do not under any circumstances let them lull you to sleep. Don't do it. Go through with the divorce. 
And I'm hoping that we keep the pressure enough as good citizens who give a crap about people not and give a crap about people that don't look like us. I'm hoping that this divorce goes through and it becomes final. And all of a sudden, Karen's gone wild videos are things we laugh at as something that happened in the past. And if somebody, if two people of different colors get arrested for the same charge, they get the same sentence. And if somebody's walking home with some juice and some Skittles, he doesn't get shot by a little piece of shit. And if a police officer pulls somebody over, they pull them over because they actually did something. Not because they think they look like somebody that may have kind of maybe kind of maybe did something. Lord knows that's happened to me enough times, even recently. So let's hope, my friends, that the divorce goes through. And the jackasses shut the fuck up. You dig?